get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by The Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Coming up in 10 minutes, we'll get to questions and answers. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line for your questions. Also, EJ Raddick, a little bit of a switcheroo. He's going to be coming up at noon. Had to move from his 1230 Omaha. time. But right now, we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, as we do each and every Thursday, to be joined by our friend Joey Vitale, Blues Analyst for the Blues Radio Network. Joey, what's Joey, going on, man? Joey, Joey, Joey. <sighs> What's up, boys? Having a good, having a good week. Having a great week. How you guys doing, Joey? How do you feel about starting tonight from T Bone Sports Center update? Hey, say that one more time. You kind of broke up. I said I don't know if you heard T Bone's uh, Sports Center update. How do you feel about starting a net tonight for the Blues? Hey, Billy Huso, is that what he said? No, you. Oh, is it me? Oh, yeah, he said flip flop. He got crisscross applesauce on me. I don't want to start. No thanks. So I'll leave it to Billy. He's doing fine. How do you feel about that, Joey? I was a little surprised, to be honest with you. I thought this would be the perfect opportunity to go back to Jordan Bennington, and I'm not questioning the decision. I was just surprised by it. What do you think about them going to Ville Husso tonight in Montreal? I think it's the right call. I do. I think, I, think it's his, I think it's his to lose now. I think that you look at the schedule, you know, BK, this is a pretty favorable schedule for one goalie. You know, you got Montreal Canadiens tonight. Then you got another day off before you face the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then, and then you come home for a quick one versus Buffalo before you head back out to the road where you're going to play, you know, Chicago and then a couple of days off and play the Rangers and a couple more days off and then the Islanders. I mean, I think the only back-to-back really in the near future is that New York Islanders and New Jersey Devils back-to-back, which doesn't happen for another count two and a half weeks there at the tail end of that East Coast trip. So is it possible that we see Billy Huso every game up until that back-to-back? I, I think so. I mean, if he keeps winning – and he keeps playing well, and the team keeps playing well in front of him, to me, there's no reason at this point you take him out anytime before, let's just say, the next, I think, seven games uh, before that first back-to-back versus the Islanders and the Devils. Now, again, a lot, a lot's going to happen in that meantime, and he will have a bad period or two or maybe one bad game where you do get Bennington in. But if he keeps rolling, and his numbers show that, where he's in the tops of the league and the goals against and the, and the save percentage, but more importantly, the team's playing this well in front of him, you, you, at this point in the season, you just cannot deny him. You really can't. I mean, look at the standings. We keep talking so much about it, but it is super tight. I mean, yeah, the Blues are sitting in third right now, but 
but they're a point away from being right back in the wild card spot with Dallas playing well. Anaheim's right on the nip on the heels too for that wild card as well. Uh, Winnipeg won again the other night. So it's just you can't have too many points. And right now at this point in the season with how tight this, this central division is, I think for Craig Berube, it's all about one thing right now, and that's wins. Joey, what happens if Huso doesn't have that bad period or two? And I know it's inevitable. Like, goalies go through bad droughts at some point, which is why you need your backup. But if he doesn't have that bad period, where do you play Jordan Bennington? Is it just when there's back-to-backs or Huso needs relief? I think so. I think you have to at this point. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, it's, it's, it'd be one thing if, you know, let's say Bennington had a bad game versus the New Jersey Devils. But I think this is something that's kind of kind of – you know, poked its head out quite a bit, especially over the last few months. I think this is something where, where Bennington has maybe not quite been himself, at least the Bennington we all know. You know, and I think that I think he needs uh, just a bit of a reset and take some pressure off. You know, I think the last thing that any Blues fan wants, and certainly Doug Armstrong and Craig Berube want, is, is to happen what happened to Matt Murray. But it can happen. Guys, this, this happens quite often where you have a goalie that will have two, three really stellar years. Matt Murray, for example, had the back-to-back cups in his rookie seasons at in Pittsburgh. Um, an okay third year there, and then before you know, he got shipped off because he just couldn't. He couldn't keep the puck out of the net. And I'm not saying this is going to be Jordan Bennington, but keep in mind these, these goalies are human, and they go in funks, and they go through ups, and they go through downs. Now the difference in the Matt Murray situation and now the Jordan Bennington situation is that Matt Murray really didn't have a lot of uh, great backup. You know, he had a couple guys kind of sporadic in and out. Uh, but there wasn't a steady guy that could put Murray on the shelf for a little while and just let himself get reset. But now it's a little bit different. Now you got Bennington, who's got a great reliever in Billy Huso. So I think you officially have to just let him take a step back and just officially get an absolute recess, uh, a reset rather, where you're not going to be coming in unless it's a situation where, where you need relief, where your starter in Billy has been bad, or you have a backup situation where Billy um, – has not been performing um, to the degree he needs to, or he's getting too much work. So I, I think that's I think that's what's going to happen, Alex. And I think that you take it even a step further from there. What happens if Billy Huso keeps playing the way he's playing? I mean, what are you going to do with his contract? What are you going to do with this guy for the future? I mean, that that's all major questions. I don't think Doug Armstrong had the answer back in October when Billy Huso signed just a one-year, one-way deal. I think you thought of him as a guy that would come in and play 15, 16 games, hopefully get a winning record, and you're off and sailing to the sunset with Bennington and you make it to the playoffs. But with him playing so good and now demanding more games and his numbers this incredible, um, my thing is um, when is Doug Armstrong um, going to make uh, some noise as far as maybe extending him? I'm sure talks have already been, been had, you know, but what, what do you do there? I'm sure Doug Armstrong would come at him with a lower number because it's, it's safe money, it's easy money, and it's, he can stay here. But if you're Billy, uh, do you wait? Uh, do you become a free agent at the end of this season? So all the timing of what you're going to do with Billy Huso's contract and if he continues to play this way, that to me is going to be um, a big question mark moving forward, especially over the next few weeks as we head to this trade deadline. Joey Vitale is our guest here on 101 ESPN. You'll hear him on the call against the Canadians tonight. Pre-game with Alex begins at 5 o'clock. We've got the puck drop coming up at 6 Joey, the big news story yesterday was a, a, another surprise and that apparently Claude Giroux is looking at three central teams as his uh, best case scenario. And he has a full no trade clause. So he basically gets to determine where he's going if he ends up getting traded at the deadline. And it sounds like all uh, signs are pointing towards that. What do you think about Claude Giroux as a potential addition for the Blues? And d- do I have this right? You played against Giroux when, he, when you were in the, the Eastern Conference with the Penguins? 
Yeah, I played against him quite a bit. Uh, I, you know, the one thing that really stood out about his game, you know, with Borchek and even Braden Shen, was that he he's lethal on the power play. I mean, that that is something he still is. He's extremely creative, uh, almost a master to some degree. Where he's done it so much, where he's actually created plays uh, that that not once were always there. People even thought of. I'll give you an example. Him and Borchek would be on the wings in the power play. We saw this last year where they purposely shot it behind the net in Philly where they have very lively boards. It was a purposeful shot wide off the yellow dash, and they timed it perfectly right to the other flanker over a one-timer, and it actually went in and worked. So he's a creative mind, uh, a very confident player. You've seen his breakaway moves. You've seen his shootout moves. The things he does with the puck uh, only can be done by players that are overconfident and are very, very, very just self-aware of what they are. And that's exactly what, what I think of when I think of Claude Giroux. You know, is he right for this Blues team? I personally don't think so. I think that they're very deep down the middle. Claude Giroux has played his best hockey down to the middle. Um, I, I don't think the Blues are in need of a centerman, especially because uh, we're seeing Braden Shen on the wing, but he can obviously sub in the center at any point, uh, as we know. Now, now the intriguing thing is, and the thing to really keep an eye on, is that when I was playing against Giroux, uh, uh, Craig Berube was the assistant coach in Philly. And Craig Berube, I think, has nothing but great things to say about Claude and everything about his game, his competitive nature, and the kind of that, that kind of like rusty, rigid style of, of play that he, he can bring to the game. Uh, not to mention Braden Shen, good friends with him as well. So a lot of great ties uh, that would be intriguing to Claude Giroux, but at the end of the day, he's going to want to go somewhere since he's got the final say of a place that, that can win a cup. And I think that over the next few weeks, that is really going to start emerging more and more. Can the Blues come off this road trip and all these Eastern Conference teams that are kind of towards the bottom of the standings, can they start making some hay? Can they start nipping at the heels of the Colorado Avalanche and Minnesota Wild where they can be that kind of one-two heading into the trade deadline? Because that's going to make it way more sexy for a player like Claude Giroux for the St. Louis Blues. I've heard rumors that he's obviously excited about Colorado. I'm not sure exactly how that works. (laughs) But but, but regardless of all that, guys, um, I think any team can work. And I'll kind of pivot to a new direction, and um, not that this really answers your question, BK, but uh, for teams that don't think they can make it work financially, I think it's becoming more well-known and more acceptable and, um, quite frankly, just common sense to use this LTIR situation the way Tampa Bay did last year with Kucherov, where for the fans out there, if if you've got a player that's on long-term IR, uh, once playoffs start, that player can come off and obviously doesn't hurt against your cap. Uh, I think the Tampa Bay Lightning, I want to say they were like close to $20 million, possibly over the cap last year when they won the cup. A lot of players didn't like it. A lot of fans don't like it, but it's completely within the rules. It is something that any team can utilize. Any team can go after and and make it a part of their team. So that's what's intriguing about a player like like Claude Giroux, for example, where if he has his contract and teams can't afford him, well, they can kind of maneuver things and kind of shift things around where now they can actually grab a player like that, put one of their own players on long-term IR. We just saw it there with Mark Stone in Las Vegas. I know a lot of fans are kind of up in arms about it, and the league is up in arms about it. Oh, Vegas is cheating. It's not cheating. It's actually perfectly within the rules, and until the rules change, it could stay that way. Um, so I fully expect Vegas to do what, what Tampa did and have Mark Stone jump off long-term IR when playoffs start. And now they got Mark Stone, you got Eichel, you got Petrangelo, you got some of the highest-paid players all on the same team, all within the rules that can make a big dent in the playoffs. So it's one of those cool little stories that – um, whether you're a fan of it or not, it's something that you certainly have to keep in mind from, from the blue standpoint and every contender standpoint, because every, every team, in my opinion, should start using this rule more often. Joe, we've got like 30 seconds here, but just a quick, uh, quick one on this. Justin Braun, yay or nay on a potential addition for the blues at the back, uh, the blue line. 
I like Justin Braun. I played against him in college. He went to the University of Massachusetts, Amherst, uh, along with John Quick. Uh, a big body, moves the puck very well. Um, you know, to me, he's kind of like a Dylan player. He, he's kind of that, that Bortuzzo, uh, nothing, no disrespect to Bortuzzo, but that kind of that vanilla 6-7 defenseman, moved the puck pretty well. In my opinion, kind of a dime a dozen, so I would move on from him. I, I'm more intrigued, again, by players like Chikrin, obviously, and Shabbat, who we're going to be seeing here um, tonight in, in Montreal. So those are the, those are the kind of types of players that I think the Blues would benefit most from. But certainly certainly a great, a great player, and it could be a, a minor upgrade. Although not a great upgrade, uh, definitely a minor upgrade. He's Joey Vitale. He didn't agree with my take on Justin Braun, but we like him nonetheless. Joey, appreciate the time as always, my man. Thank you, boys. You guys have a great week now.